Welcome to season three of Lift as we continue our series on what to expect, dot, dot, dot. Today we're going to talk about as you send your kiddos to kindergarten. I remember the first day my youngest hopped out of the car and ran into the school and I thought, woohoo, you're off to school. And then a month later, he hopped out of the car and I cried my way home. You know, so everybody is going to deal with um, sending your kids to school in their own way. Now, let me also say we recognize that there's a pandemic going on in our country right now. And back to school is going to look different for each and every family. Some of you are choosing to do school online. Some of you are doing in-person school. Whatever you're doing, I believe that our guest today is going to help us establish routines, um, help our kids take some initiative in their learning, and help us have um, the best start to learning that we can. So today's guest is one of my favorite people in the world, Pride. Pride, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, Kim. Thanks for having me today. It's one of my favorite topics, too. I feel like it's what I work my whole way through to see my kiddos go off to kindergarten. But my name is Pride Mersbach, and I'm the director of St. Andrew Preschool, our uh, church ministry preschool here. And um, I'm starting my 17th year as the director. Um, I have just entered in my 30th year of education. And um, I've always had a love and passion for kiddos. And I have two of those of my own. Um, I have a daughter, her name is Kaylee, and she is just beginning her first year in Frisco ISD as an SLP and is getting to have this experience herself. And I have a son who his name is Trace, and he is a senior at Texas A&M. Awesome. So you've sent many, many children off to school. I guess we'll just start with what it what is like one thing that you wish you knew when you sent your kid to kindergarten for the first time that, you know, you figured out on your own? Well, I think probably um, the piece of information that I I would give um, folks is to breathe, um, to be prepared for the unexpected, especially this year. um, you know, and, and a lot of unknown. Um, but you're going to learn and take little teeny tiny steps, baby steps, and it's all going to be okay. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's not going to go perfectly. Um, but if you take just a few minutes of detracting and decompressing and kind of breathing through, um, as you start to find spots along the way that seem tough, you know, step back and think, how could we maybe restructure our day? Or is there something maybe that I need to be in communication with the teacher about? Or do I need to dig into conversation more with my my child to understand how they're feeling or what's going through their minds? Because it's it's a big step. It is. It is. So let's focus on the kids at the beginning, and then we'll focus on how we prepare our, our parent hearts right. for this, too. So how can we as parents help prepare our kids for, I mean, day one, whatever it looks like? Right. Well, I think... Um, regardless of whether we're going back in person or doing virtual, we're still going to be changing up the rhythm of our children's day. And from a child transitioning from preschool to kindergarten, um, being in school five days a week, 
or having instruction during five days is a big difference, especially if they've been in a part-time program. So considering that, how tired that your child's going to be going to be, I think it's really important to begin now um, of instilling routines, both morning and night, and figure out a structure of where you're going to do schoolwork um, throughout the day or when they come home with homework. Find a safe spot. Make sure you have supplies ready. That's fun, Uh right? And have them be a part of choosing how they're going to set up their space and give them some responsibility and ownership in that. Yeah. I remember when my kids were little, we would, the week before back to school, we would get up early in the morning for us, right? New routine, get dressed and I'd take them to McDonald's, right? And so it was just that, can, can we get up, brush our teeth and put clothes on before 7.30? Like, (laughs) can we do it? And then there was the reward of McDonald's at the end, you know? And so, um, I'm trying to establish that in my children's lives, even now as teenagers of, okay, things are going to starting next week, school's back, no matter what it looks like, you know, like, Get up, get dressed, let's go. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, do you remember the days of where, um, you know, everything would go absolutely bonkos, although you thought you were organized, Mm -hmm. but what you chose for your child to wear to school that morning didn't match the hair bow or tennis shoes that they wanted to wear. Yes. You know, so I think, again, giving children some ownership, pick your battles, right? Right. But giving kids some ownership and making sure that you have things laid out for the day, regardless if you're doing, I think even so, if you're doing virtual learning this year, kids need to be able to kind of get up, get going, be able to be independent and and have that routine, uh, you know, structured. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you um, feel like either online or in person, they're still going to be in school with a teacher. How do you establish a connection with that school? Um, It's all new. Right. So one of the things I've always shared with parents in the past is just to make sure that you find your footing and and ways to get involved in in the community. Um, And with that, we'll talk about later, but also establishing boundaries as to what, (laughs) you know, what's appropriate for your family. But I still want to encourage folks Folks to find their community, um, whether it's a community of moms and dads that, you know, continue to have your same morals and value compass that mm-hmm. m- match your family's, um, you know, kind of stride mm-hmm. or um, whether it's finding ways where teachers or school communities need your help and your gifts and talents. I think it's really important from itty bitty for our kids to see that we are givers and that we are givers back to our community. We're modeling them to them. You know, that's what Christ wanted us to do. And so we're being good, good, good models to them. I'll tell you volunteering. So, you know, I was a teacher before I was a preacher and, um, I love volunteering for the teachers, um, you know, and when I, I've always worked full time. So some, it's not like I could always go up and help with lamination, but they'd send stuff home and they do stuff. And for me, it usually was cutting something out or organizing something or something like that. But for me personally, when sometimes my decisions during the day are so big and so, I don't know, abstract. It was nice to do something concrete, to help establish a relationship and to know that, you know, I was helping making, 
you know, the next day at school, a little bit easier for the teacher. And so that's something I've always loved. I can remember um, a time when this was more in, in high school age level where Kaylee came down and she was like, what? Are, why are you so tired? And I'm like, well, I've been up the last three nights until four in the morning blinging drill team costumes. <laughs> and, you know, she'd been going to bed at right. nine and had no idea I'd been up all night. And I, I took a pause at that point in life. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, you know, I maybe need to think about um, ways my child can see me. Right. And maybe even participate with me mm-hmm. in the choices of how I um I do, you know, share of my time. And I think even in with our little ones, that's so true. Yeah. Um and 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 the other thing I think that, that brings to mind with that is making sure, um, especially with the amount of time kids have been home, we're kind of roaching on the five and six month marks mm-hmm. since March. Um, you know, as you establish these routines and making sure that you are separating time if you have multiple children or even just one. To really be intentional of spending some some quality moments of maybe also then again allowing a child's voice into what's quality or what would feel good to them, you know, but kind of establishing some of um, those structured um, really good talking moments. And um, well, and you talked about, you know, them being tired. I think that's something I always underestimated at the mm-hmm. beginning of school. Um, I always wanted to do something fun that Friday night, and it usually ended up in massive tears and yes. breakdowns. And, you know, so we then about, I don't know, maybe third grade, I finally learned my lesson. It took about three years. Um, but that Friday night of school, I wanted to celebrate, and we would, but we would order pizza in have a pajama party on the couch and watch a movie. And, you know, half the time, all four of us would just pass out on the couch about halfway through the movie because you're all tired, right? As parents, it's a new routine and, you know, that kind of, and the kids, it's a new routine. And so just wrecking and just remembering that because it it took me a while to recognize that. Yes. And, you know, as we've kind of gone through the, the last few, as you say, pandemic months, we all have had a chance to kind of step back, right, Mm -hmm. in our structure. Um, I think kindergarten is a year of so many doors opening to where we might be, you know, grabbing more time at dance classes or after school programming or, you know, things like that. And I don't really know what that's going to look like for families, but We've had a chance to see it's truly to me, it has been one of the gifts that mm-hmm. have come from the the experience. But we know what it feels like to be to be still and not in such a hurried rush. And I would encourage families as you start to kind of open the door and get back into starting off the school year to really think about um, the amount you put back on your plate, first of all, we're not going to be used to it. Right. So just a little bit's even going to feel, start to, to mm-hmm. feel overwhelming for mm-hmm. kids. Well, and I, I just want to give parents the peace. I remember, you know, you, you can't wait for your kids to walk and then they walk and you can't. Well, this is another opportunity where like, you know, you can do soccer now and baseball now and this now and to breathe. And cause I, I, I was one of those mamas we did soccer and baseball and basketball. And 
some of it was fun and some of it was awful, you know, and to find a better rhythm in that um, just because you can right. doesn't mean you should, right. you know, and find something that brings joy to your family, not stress. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what else can we do for our kiddos to really help prepare them for something new? Most kids, I would think in our audience, but I'm not exactly sure. So I don't want to overgeneralize, probably have been to a preschool setting or something like that. But, you know, kindergarten's different. And in the fact that you, it's, even if it's, a school routine that they've had, it's typically going to be at a different place. Right. So conversations are so key here. You know, um, talk to your begin talking to your children now about what the structure of their day is going to look like, whether it's in person or through virtual learning um, and allow um opportunities for them to share back with you questions that they may have. So if you are going back in person, I know one of the things I hear a lot about is carpool is a super scary thing, um, you know, and and um, kiddos, kiddos who've had a chance to be in a preschool setting, that's an exciting new thing. So right. you may have, you're going to have differences and you know your child's rhythm and what gives them anxiety or great excitement, you know, mm-hmm. so celebrate those things. And when there are moments of, of anxiety ridden coming about of, um, you know, often hearing, you're going to hear, I don't know how to do that, or so-and-so can do that better than I can, mm-hmm. or I'm not good at that. Talk about those things, right. encourage them, show them what they are good at. Right. You know, I think kids also, the idea of having to walk in and, and meet new friends in a classroom. Wow. What, it, what is that going to look yeah. like in a virtual experience for, for these kiddos? Talk about like how you can be encouraging, how you can introduce yourself, you know, um, shoot and, you know, I was thinking about like, cause, and I don't want to keep saying, well, normally because they're, you know, but, when my children were in kindergarten, like we, the kindergarten mamas could walk at, or parents, moms and dads could walk their kids in for like the first week and then they cut us off. Right. Um, I would assume that parents aren't in the schools this year. So maybe as you if you get up and go to McDonald's, you might have dropped them off in the front of the house and have them practice taking off their seatbelt and opening the door and hopping out of the car, you know, and praise them for that. And honestly, I think I would need that as a mama too, like to see them hop out of the car. Like right. that would make my heart feel better um, of just kind of letting them go. Right. You know? Do you know, Kim, I, um, I've i had folks come back to me and share with me um, that they waited too long when they recognized that their kiddos were having struggles um, to approach a teacher or a counselor in the school setting. And I want to encourage moms and dads that are listening, don't be fearful of going ahead and opening those conversations. That's what counselors and teachers are there for. Absolutely. Don't wait until the first, the end of the first six or nine weeks. Um, if you, you know, see that your kiddos showing some signs of distress or anxiety or frustration, you know, go ahead and open the, open those conversations up now. Um, 
Also, I this is on the educator side, but if there's things that you feel your teacher's child would benefit knowing kind of before the first instruction day, um, go ahead and share those things yeah. so that they can begin to prepare their hearts and their minds of the best way that they can individually help your mm-hmm. child to be successful. Yeah. I mean, when I was teaching, so I, I taught first grade, so not kindergarten, but right. close enough. Um, those families that would um, truly partner with me um, was the best success stories. And that doesn't always mean it was um easy, right? Sometimes partnering with me was telling me, you know, my kid's struggling in this. I don't know if you can see it. And that like hurts your teacher heart. But it was a great conversation. And that kid excelled because we were true partners and communication was open. And I think that this year more mm-hmm. than ever is going to be so incredibly important to have strong communication with your school just because of the break and the time that kids have been away and now what a a transition is going to look like going back. I mean, even my kids who are teenagers, we've been home together for, I don't know, seven years now is what it feels like. (laughs) But we rely on each other so much more than we did before, which is great. But it's also hilarious that when I leave the house to maybe, I don't know, go to church and record a podcast, I get three texts asking things where I'm like, you know how to do this. Like, and your dad's at home in the bedroom working. (laughs) Um, But just establishing that you have been home together and you you rely on that. You may not even notice how much how reconnected you've been. And so that first day, that first drop off could be a little bit more difficult for everybody. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, one, one other thing in being in a church setting mm-hmm. that um, I've actually had over many years, I've had families come back to me and even my little kiddos come back and say, um, one of the things that they, they find so different during lunchtime right. is that they don't say prayers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, so, you know, I've often had to walk some families through of saying, you know what, that's okay. So you make your special prayer time set at morning time when you have breakfast and at dinner as a family. Well, and when we talk you know, about faith, um, one of the things that we started doing as a family, um, and it, it honestly used to little embarrass my kids, I think, a little bit, but they they grew to love it. Um, but we would walk the school grounds and pray over the school grounds. And one thing that we have talked about time and time again in some of these podcasts is understanding that when I take my kids to school, these teachers and administrators and counselors, cafeteria workers, bus drivers, they all want the best for my kids. Absolutely. And so that going it. So we do um, back to school pictures on Sunday night, not the first day of school. So smart. Relieve um, that stress. Yeah. Um, I need those pictures, but I don't need to yell at my kids on the first day of school. <laughs> so what we do is we go up to the school. We take pictures by the you know, school sign. I take pictures on our front door. But while we're at the school taking those pictures, we walk and we pray and we pray for the teachers and for my kids. And I just I I vision it as a blanket over that school. And um, 
one of my kids said he remembered one day like staring out the window and remembering that they that we put our hands on that mm-hmm. window and he was like and I was having a bad moment and it was like oh there's prayers here I know there's prayers here and so the public school setting can look a little different with that but that doesn't mean that your faith can't connect with the schools that's right and you know a lot of families I think over the summer um everyone got Uh, a little bit over virtual overload, Mm -hmm. right? And I've heard some of of my families say we've stepped back a little bit over the summer and not been so great about our routine of Mm -hmm. attending church. Um, And I just want to encourage families who are listening, go ahead, put that back into your routine. Your kids are going to need that, um, whether your church is meeting online or or meeting in person. you know, we invite you here at St. Andrew, tap into what our family ministry team is offering. Come back on, watch us, watch with us online, listen to our Sunday school connections. And um, there are applicable truths that then kids can carry and practice into their weekly routine and their daily routines. You know, we, this was one of those things that happened by Happer's happenstance happens your brother um we're gonna leave that in there just so y'all can laugh with me because i can't use words um but are we started with a jesus calling book at breakfast in the morning and then as routines got crazier um the book ended up in my car and it was so great that um they would read it on the way to school. And that's how we would use that time in the car and the carpool line. Instead of it being full of anxiety and fear, it was full of God's word and peace and hope. And then we'd say amen and they'd hop out of the car. That's right. And how much do we see when we do chapel, even here at preschool Mm -hmm. and with Rachel doing uh, chapel, you know, when just just to tell anyone, a a human being that you are blessed to be a blessing. Yes. It's a wonderful way for a parent to kind of send their child off in the day, you know, to know, hey, you are loved. You are loved by me and you are loved by God. Go, go show, go spread your light. Go do your thing. Absolutely. Okay, Pride, we've come towards the end where I ask the most difficult question of the podcast. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If you had to pick parent or child... What's one thing that you would tell them about sending going off to kinder? So you have to pick an age group. Do you want to talk to the parents or do you want to talk to the child? And then what's one thing you'd want them to know? Boy, I I would love to know what you think I'm going to pick, (laughs) parent or child. I'm going to talk to the child Mm -hmm. through and through, all day through. And I'm just going to tell that child to the to to go to go be themselves go be you go share your your being your goodness your heart um in your caring ways and your excitement and your love for learning and love for friendships and communities go to you you got you got this (laughs) i love it that just kind of gave me chills um For those of you who are listening, uh, this past weekend at church, we did a back to school blessing, and I'm going to try to get that and post it on our um, Lyft um, Facebook page. But I just want everybody to know that we're here walking with you in this um, interesting back to school year. But we got this. It might look a little different, but you're surrounded by love. And as parents, you can do it. And Absolutely. Children, 
You are blessed to be be a a blessing. blessing. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for joining us today. Don't forget to go and like our Facebook page. It has tons of information about our guest articles and just um, it's a great way to connect, especially in this time of social distancing. Like always, if this podcast has brought up anything or you need somebody to talk through life with, I am here to do that with y'all. You can um, shoot me an email and we can figure out a time to meet on a patio or over the phone.